Welcome to the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast, powered by Anchor. The opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast in general. Also, portions of the live stream may be edited for podcast release. We appreciate your understanding. Extreme Anime Radio. Japanese culture all around the world, I think. Welcome to the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. It is October 7th, 2020. We thank you so much for joining us. Um, This is our first podcast from the new uh, computer setup, so hopefully uh, we'll iron things out as we go along. We were already 10 minutes late because uh, of a little glitch that we ran into, but I think I have it under control now. And speaking of under control, the master of under control is joining me right now. Please say hello to Mr. Neff Canuck. Hello there. Hello, under control. I call that false advertising. <laughs> oh, gee. Especially after the day I've had today, so it's been like, you know, loopy. Uh-oh. Can you give us the Reader's Digest version? Oh, just your typical day, you know, answering calls, including one that it turned into a 42-minute marathon of trying to explain something, and the person just didn't want to get it. <laughs> uh, for, after 42 minutes, the only control I had was barely the control of, you know, my mind so I didn't, you know, unleash a terrifying scream. <laughs> Shinigami Liz uh, in the chat room says, Neff is the master of over-control. Over? Mm, I wouldn't go that far either. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of Shinigami Liz, she is the sponsor of this Extreme Anime Radio podcast and the next Extreme Anime Radio podcast. Plus, 
She has also joined our listener support. So, 10 minutes in and we have technical difficulties. Thanks, Liz. No. <laughs> well, we like to introduce our sponsors with a bang. In this case, is a whimper and a thud. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, um, we still have to pay some bills uh, with the podcast. And we appreciate uh, Liz's support through um, the listener support on Anchor. Let's go over uh, some of the ways you can listen to the Extreme Anime Radio podcast and join us in the chat room. And I'm going to leave this bit in because we normally edit this out when the podcast goes to publish. Um, but I'm going to leave this in because of the news that's going to come up here in just a little bit. You can listen to the Extreme Anime Radio podcast on Anchor or a variety of podcasting platforms, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, etc., just search for the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. We are also live streaming this show on October 7th, 2020. And if you'd like to join us in the Extreme Anime Radio chat room, you can go to our link tree, which is at linktr.ee forward slash anime radio, and join us in the chat room through the various IRC web clients, Ryzen or Mibit. Or if you have your own IRC client, you can... Go to irc.ryzon.net and plug that into your client, port 6667 and channel name pound, Net Radio. And the reason we said I'm going to leave this part in is because uh, we are making it official with our chat room going forward. Uh, in the coming weeks, we are going to migrate the Extreme Anime Radio chat room to Discord. Um, IRC has served us for quite a long time, but we figured now that we're getting the ropes of how discord works uh, this is the perfect time to make the change right neff yeah we figured we we take our small step for you know mankind so to speak and leap into the world of you know a modern uh, chat client <laughs> IRC, IRC, irc has served its purpose yes but so do horse and buggy but after a while <laughs> no the Jeez. horse and buggy's got to go <laughs> that's a very interesting comparison well, I think it's the most accurate comparison I can come up with. <laughs> and as a matter of fact, we are actually using Discord right now to do our video chat. And uh, yeah. I notice just a little bit more latency, but it's still, you know, the quality is holding up very nicely. Well, to be fair, I am streaming uh, in the other room a sport, a sport ball game. Mm -hmm. Although, in theory, I should have enough bandwidth to pull that off and this. So I'm not sure if, you know, my ISP is having one of its semi-regular seizures or not. <laughs> well, um, we are using Discord, and um, hopefully we'll get some more testing in Discord done for its launch officially uh, later this month. We have to learn a bit of, more of the ins and outs of Discord, general permissions, how things work as far as um, moderating the channel and so on and so forth. Um, the good thing is that we can have several channels going on at the same time, both in text and in voice. So we're just using a separate channel now, Neff and I, to um, talk to each other. Granted, we could also use the private chat as well, but this is a secure uh, channel on the private server that I have right now. Um, eventually, there will be an extreme anime radio uh, server, which we'll share with everyone. Uh, you'll be able to join us there. 
Um, we will continue to do the Extreme Anime Radio podcast the same way we're doing now for at least uh, the short term. Um, like I said, we'll move to Discord, text chat in a few weeks. Um, but the ultimate goal is to possibly move off of the current way we do live streams, which is through a Shoutcast IP, and go to another locale. Possibly Discord, although Discord might have a limit on the number of listeners that we can have. I'm not sure. Um, but then also Twitch. We are um, exploring how to uh, tap into Twitch for our live shows as well. Um, and if we move to Twitch, then that means we'll switch probably from Discord chat to Twitch chat. So... Um, Yes, a lot of um, stuff is still in the pipeline and still has to be brainstormed. Um, this computer that I'm using right now, very, very helpful and a lot more powerful than the old system. Uh, on the other hand, uh, we still have to run into uh, some things and we have to do some homework to make sure that we have everything fine-tuned to our liking. Yeah, that that's always the the problem when you're moving to a new computer. You had everything set up perfectly for the old machine. Everything was going great. Now it's a new ball game. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Alexa thought so too. Yeah, I keep forgetting I changed my Alexa wake word to the C word. And you know, when you're doing this show or <laughs> Pardon me while I mute this thing. Will you? Uh oh. There we go. All right, that should have muted her. And if not, the next the next step is the plug. <laughs> uh, and how many of those devices do you have in your house? Uh, three in my house. Four if you count the one on my wrist. Oh wow. Yeah, because uh, on my fruit watch, I have. Alexa voice in a can. Fruit watch. That's that's nice. <laughs> I'm not giving them free advertising unless they give me free stuff. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, I've been helping my folks out because it looks like uh, my mother's due for a new iPhone. So we're sort of trying to figure out, do we get her uh, the tried and true iPhone now? Or do we wait until next week and see if the newer iPhone is available and uh, get that one instead? Well, from what I've heard, the presentation is next Tuesday. Right. Ordering starts on the Friday. Okay. Now, whether or not they're going to do that crazy 3 a.m. insanity that they've done, at least for our time zone, I, I, I don't know. At least not yet. Oh, boy. Um. Yeah, I'm of the opinion of, you know, tried and true works. Uh, that's probably will work better right now in her instance. I Again, I've heard rumor that the 12 in some of the versions, not all of them, will have Touch ID returning. Now, whether or not it's going to be like the new iPad, where it is on the power on button, or it's going to be on the glass, like a few phones have done over the years, uh -huh. nobody knows yet. Okay. We can all always speculate when it comes to these fruit phones, I guess, right? Well, yeah, but then the next problem is cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. 
Yes. I heard that the new phones are going to be, well, apparently, um, I was reading Forbes, and apparently the pricing leaked for the new iPhones. And Okay. Uh, is it arm and spleen or just your arm? Um, well, I'll, I'll give you what I read, and then you can decide. Um, it looks like most of the new iPhones are going to be like 50 to to $100 more than uh, what they currently are. Okay, plus they're also deleting, from what I understand, the power brick. They'll give you the cord, but the power brick is gonzo. The power brick is gone. Yeah. So in other words, you don't get you don't get the, the plug into the wall part. Now I'm gonna ask you a question, JR. In your house, how many USB ports do you have right now that are free? Uh let's see. I've got, uh, besides the one on my computer and uh, my consoles, I've got uh, mm-hmm. two on the couch. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, that, I think, is it. Okay, then you are very different from me. <laughs> because my count of only USB-A ports, okay, A ports, not the USB-Cs. That's a different story is about 12 to 16. That that, that kind of plug into the wall, right? No, I'm talking about USB-A ports that, you know, you can plug your, your, your phone into of varying voltages. Okay. Okay. Because, for example, the computer will give you one voltage. The ones you plug into the wall give you more voltage or less. Right. Depends. So, like I said, about... 12 to 12 to 16 of those ports kicking around and another six USB-C ports, I think. Right. I didn't count the ones that I have on my computers, so. Well, yeah, those ones are only, uh, now I'm trying to remember, I think those ones are five volts and five volts and one amp. Right. Which is pretty much nothing. Well, you can plug it in. Yeah. It'll charge, but you're waiting. Yeah. You are waiting. As opposed to the faster ports where it's like five volts but three amps. Boom. Right. And Anchor now I'm I'm starting to see them market uh, the smaller chargers that are even faster or give you more of a charge. Mm. And then the wireless chargers are a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. Because apparently another rumor that's leaked is that Apple's going to support a faster wireless charge voltage. Huh. But you see, they're doing it their proprietary way. So they're saying 20, 20 watts total, mm-hmm. oh, but wow. only if you only if you use their wireless charge pad. So that's another expense, basically. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> they don't get. They not only get you on the phone; they get you on the little doodads that go with the phone. Yeah, that sounds that sounds about right. A- Apple just doing its unusual thing yeah but it's weird because there was this big hope that maybe maybe the lightning port would finally be defeated Mm -hmm. because they had moved most of their other computers and phone and ipads etc to the usb-c port right not much (laughs) but uh we'll know more hopefully uh by the next time we come on for the podcast and then uh by then, uh, either we'll have a new phone for my mother or not. We'll see what happens. Well, like we said, we'll, we'll, we'll watch the presentation. We'll watch the people tear it apart afterwards, and we'll make our decisions. 
<laughs> um, this might be a good time because I, I see that uh, Liz is still uh, contributing in the chat room. Oh, and my screen went blank. I may want to turn off the uh, screensaver settings on this. Yeah, they they tend to be aggressive nowadays because, of course, it's all about saving power. Right. But so, if you, but if you're not careful, and you're and you're reading and you're not moving anything, bling, and away it goes. I'll have to set a timer to move my mouse every ten minutes. <laughs> my mouse There's is very that. interesting because it's uh it's the Corsair Harpoon Pro. So. You can change um, the speed of uh, the mouse as far as DPI scrolling with the center button, which is right below the scroll wheel. Well, that's very convenient. It also could be very problematic if you tend to you know, drag your finger. Oops, I changed the DPI setting again. <laughs> so it's, when you boot up the computer, it starts on red, which is ultra slow. And then it goes to white and then to green. I think I can do well with uh, green. But then it goes to purple and blue. And uh, blue is like, uh, I, I don't know, I, I've lost track of the mouse. It's running too fast for my eyes. I was going to say, basically, the table shakes and the, the cursor's on another screen. <laughs> basically. <laughs> but apparently, if you're a hardcore gamer, th that's kind of what you need. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the, the I'll, I'll call it Twitch gaming because it's not real Twitch, but Twitch gaming, i.e. blam, blam, blam. Right. Uh, yeah, they tend to want, you know, the, the lightning fast reflexes. Me, it's like, no, thank you. I can barely turn the lights on. Never <laughs> mind lightning reflexes. Oh. <laughs> All right. So as I was saying, Neff, uh, I'm just going to uh, mute you for one second because this is the only way we're going to be able to uh, put this out. Um. We have a little surprise, hopefully, for Shinigami Liz that uh, we'll be able to listen to right now if I can get this uh, up and running, because this was the reason why we were a little bit late in uh, starting the uh, show tonight. So, Liz, if you're listening, we'll uh, put this out now, and this is for you. This shout-out is for Shinigami Liz, a longtime listener of Extreme Anime Radio. Thank you so much for sponsoring the next couple of podcast programs. Your support over all this time is greatly appreciated from myself, Morbid Heart Designs, who cosplays Sarah Yoshida, as well as all of the other cosplayers and staff here at Extreme Anime Radio. If you're interested in becoming a sponsor or ways that you can help contribute for the monthly expenses to run this station and podcast, make sure to go to our link tree, the URL li nktr.ee backslash anime radio where you'll find links to everything that is important for this station and that was angela from morbid heart designs one of the cosplayers of extreme anime radio mascot sarah yoshida and uh morbid heart designs giving shinigami liz a sarah shout out right there um she is uh to my knowledge, the first person to cosplay Sarah that used artwork as a reference for her outfit. In this case, she used um, Strawberry Chew's uh, cheerleader outfit of Sarah and uh, made a cosplay version of it, which was pretty nice. 
So, um, Shinigami Liz, we thank you so much once again for sponsoring um, the next couple of shows and for joining listener support. Uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break, Neff, and then when we come back, uh, we're going to go into some anime and Japan news, including some interesting travel news that we uh, heard about in the last couple of days. So stay tuned here on the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast on this October 7th, 2020 I am JR and he's Neff. I almost said I'm Neff and he's JR. My brain was about to say that and I stopped myself at the last second. What is wrong with me tonight? I, I, I was going to say, have you been drinking, JR? Because mixing the two of us up, no, 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 that, 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 that doesn't happen. No, no, no. You know what? I was almost drinking tonight because uh, I got a little offer from Uber Eats. Because I've been kind of stepping up my Uber Eats orders lately, um, you know, with um, my nephew, um, you know, staying with us like half of the week and doing the homeschooling and whatnot. So I've been ordering out a little more, a lot more deliveries and stuff. I get this offer from Uber Eats. We're delivering alcohol now. Oh, you you, you finally joined the 21st century, have you? <laughs> And I, we have a coupon for you. Uh, if you spend this much, uh, you'll save this much off of alcohol. So next thing, I order two bottles of sake. Well, hey, <laughs> as long as you order the appropriate food to go with it, you're doing okay. But therein lies a problem, just a little bit. And here's why. Um, the courier makes the delivery, and it's raining. So, mm-hmm. you know... Um, with the alcohol deliveries, you actually have to meet the person at the door. He's got to check your ID. So he checks my ID. He hands over the two bottles of sake. He leaves. Apparently, he must have forgotten to finalize the order. And later, I get an email from Uber saying, We had difficulties delivering your order. Your order has been canceled. so did i erroneously end up with two free bottles of sake Mm. now that would depend on how you responded to that email yeah i i i decided to take the safe route and contact uber and say hey the delivery was made please charge me accordingly thank you i haven't heard back from them yet so then you've done everything you could do (laughs) <laughs> and it's on them. Yeah. So I, I I just don't want the liquor store sending, you know, three uh big hustlers after me, you know? Uh I don't think they'd need three, my friend. Maybe <laughs> only one. Oh gee, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> well, if he's big enough, I'm sorry, you know. <laughs> so six hope- foot six and three hundred pounds, you're gonna give you're gonna give him his money. <laughs> so hopefully that gets cleared and uh by the time we get to the next show, uh, I'll be drinking and maybe uh, we'll have a little party. <laughs> okay, remind me to go to the liquor store and or order booze myself. Yes. 
at least to get this cleared first. And I also have a new Boxu box, too. The Autumn Harvest Ooh. box has arrived. And uh, maybe by the next show, we'll be able to try some of those goodies. Whatever is left. I'm still... Um, I'm still working on uh, one uh, of the previous boxes, which still has some stuff left. So uh, slowly working through the snacks before I get to this one. This has a nice selection. I think it has, um, if I'm not mistaken, this got a bar of chocolate in here this time. Which is interesting because normally this time of year, they're not, they were not doing chocolate, at least in normal times this time of year. Right. They might be starting now because Japan has just gone over the the peak of the uh, warmth, I guess, over there. Yeah, that, that makes some sense. Hmm. Um, but, uh, yes, I'm a fervent supporter of Boksu. Um, curated snacks from Japan. Um, they still having to go through some hoops to get things delivered uh to the United States because uh, they can't use Japan Post. Um, Japan Post is still barring shipments to the U.S. Um, Canada might be okay, but I know the U.S. is not. So they're having to ship to DHL um, to uh, DHL in Chicago. And then from Chicago, they ship it out to wherever it's going, basically. And having dealt with DHL on enough occasions... Yeah. At least, uh, you know, at least things get delivered um, fairly on time. It's a little slower than what DHL would normally take to deliver if you were just sticking with DHL. Well, it's not really the DHL delivery, although there was a couple of deliveries that they screwed up. It's the handling charges they nail you with. Ah, yes. You mentioned this before. Yeah, they, they tend to like say, where's your wallet? Here it is. Okay, we'll just take everything out of it and leave you with the wallet. What? Why? Yeah. Well, because we handled your package. I'm sorry, but the prices you charge, you should be handling a completely different package. <laughs> and I'll leave it. That, I'll leave that right there. <laughs> but um, hopefully, if Japan is to increase its number of flights, um, then uh, you know, hopefully, things will get back to normal. Now, speaking of which, we do have some more news in the Japan front when it comes to trying to visit Japan. We talk about this one way or the other when we do the podcast, as I'm sure you agree with me, Neff. Um, but uh, we have some news, uh, some more news coming out. Um, and it's actually, there's another story that came out today, Neff, in addition to what I sent to you earlier. Um mm. And this is apparently a drive by the new prime minister of Japan, uh, Yoshihide Suga, who replaced Shinzo Abe to try to revitalize the economy as best as possible while still trying to mitigate uh, the coronavirus. So uh, the first bit of news that came out just a little while ago um, is that they're working on plans maybe by the end of this month uh, to conditionally exempt business travelers and Japanese nationals and foreign nationals with permanent resident status to exempt them from the 14-day quarantine. Hmm. A good first step, and then they can see how it, how it works when they, the people start coming in. 
Right. The only thing is, the catch is, in addition to, you know, the same kind of drill now, you have to test yourself before you leave. You have to test yourself when you arrive. Uh, The exemption will be under the condition that you tell the Japanese government where you're going to be for 14 days. And you have to try to limit your outdoor activities between your home place and, I guess, your immediate vicinity or business as much as practical. Hmm. So it's a bit of a structured visit, in other words. Yes. As long as you hold to that, then you do not have to just stay put for two weeks uh, doing absolutely nothing. But you're not really doing much except, <laughs> well, going between the place you need to go and where you're staying. So Right. So you're limiting, you're limiting uh, where you go, uh, and, you, and I'm sure the restrictions will include not using public, uh, not using public transportation for that 14-day period. So that makes things a little bit uh, more difficult if you are, say, you live in a suburb and trying to get to work. Uh, how much is that taxi going to cost around trip? To say, if you can't use public transit in Japan, that is not a small problem because the Japanese have a public transit system that is pretty integral to how you get around. Right. The, the private car is, in fact, you know, the anachronism over there. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I'm thinking this is getting more and more complicated and less and less likely to spur tourism. Right. The, the more I hear about this. Now, we go to tourism, and that takes us to part two, which is uh, the article I showed Neff. Uh, according to GG News, the government is considering ways to lift its entry ban on foreign tourists with the coming of the Tokyo Olympic and Paralympic Games, which are now supposed to be held in the summer of next year. So, from what I am understanding... um Possibly by the spring of next year, they may be looking into some sort of framework to allow a limited number of visitors to come back into Japan each day. Mm. Well, given, of course, the Olympics, they're kind of stuck. They have to at some point, assuming the Olympics do proceed. So they're probably going to ramp it up slowly. I would say no earlier than February of next year on a trial basis. That would be my best guess. Right. So I am, uh, I'm reading more about this article. Um, the government uh, plans to ask foreign tourists, according to the proposals, to download a health check app when they obtain visas at Japanese consulates in their home countries. Now, the question is, For those who have visa-free exemptions, such as the U.S. and Canada, how does that come into play? Well, I'll say this, Jaron. I don't mean to be mean when I say this. Right now, I think the U.S. is probably so far down the list of countries that Japan wants to let tourists in from that the only ones lower on that list is probably some podunk little country (laughs) that no one's ever heard about. You know, Kablamistan, let's put it that way. Kablamistan? (laughs) 
Yes. The, the mythical country where, you know, everything goes wrong and all blows up. Kablamistan. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Well, look what's going on in Washington, D.C. these days. My goodness. Speaking of Kablamistan. <laughs> well, I, I'm sorry. You know, when I'm watching, I can't remember what I was watching. And all of a sudden, no, I was watching the baseball game. I remember I was on it. was on ABC watching the baseball game. And Blamo, special report. And President Trump has COVID-19. And all you could hear for miles around were people slapping their foreheads going, oh! Yeah. It just goes to prove that COVID-19 is a virus which does not discriminate. Yes, I mean, there is a Japanese saying... I believe it roughly translates into idiots don't get colds. Mm. So I think the equivalent here is, well, unfortunately, Trump gets COVID. Let's put it that way. (laughs) Yes, but the way you uh, describe it, Neff, I'll repeat something I said a little while back. Maybe a one-month... Visit a uh, one month uh, vacation is in the cards, I should say. I'll visit you for two weeks so I can clear quarantine and not have to quarantine in Japan and then go to Japan for two weeks. That that would be a rather interesting way around it if they would allow that. <laughs> but I think the minute they saw your passport, they'd be like, oh, yeah, no. <laughs> well, they're not going by your nationality. It's where you've been in the last two uh... weeks. I see. Okay. So if Canada were to come off the list right now and I hunker down in the Neff cave for two weeks, I'm good to go. That, that assumes that, you know, with the way my building is now, you know, uber paranoid about this whole thing, I could even get you in this building. Mm-hmm. Because, unfortunately, my area is still a hot spot. Mm-hmm. And the the management of the building has gone into what I like to generally call hyper paranoia mode. Right. There is so. a there is an ongoing cluster of uh, or a new cluster of uh, coronavirus a few towns over from where I live. So much so that uh, now I'm trying to do the math in my head. Um, two or three blocks south of where I live is the border of what they now call the precautionary zone. Boy, that's not good. (laughs) So that means uh, you have to be on the lookout. And I think the only restriction for the moment is with regards to if you're doing uh, restaurants, uh, now you are limited to no more than four people at a table. Well, I'll say this. I, I think I may have mentioned this before. When I took Mama Canuck out for her birthday a few weeks ago, um, we went into the restaurant and sat down. The first time we'd been in, a, I'd been in a restaurant since this whole thing had exploded, mm-hmm. and there were specific rules you were supposed to follow. All right. We followed those rules. The table about mm, maybe two meters to my right. They weren't following the rules at all. Uh oh. So meanwhile, you know, 
We're sitting here hunkered down, doing what we're supposed to do. That table full of people was doing what they were doing. And all I could think of was, oh, crap, oh, crap, oh, crap, oh, crap, oh, crap, oh, crap, oh, crap. <laughs> and it's like, let's eat and get out of here. Mm. Which is not really a pleasant dining experience. You know, it's like, no, if I wanted that experience, I go to McChoking Gag. Right. You know, eat and run. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, as far as Japan goes, um, it really is enough, almost like a 180 uh, based on how this news agency is reporting it, uh, because uh, Japan right now has one of the most stringent entry restrictions. Well, actually, it had one of the most stringent entry restrictions, and then it started to loosen the ropes a little bit, shall we say, um, allowing permanent residents... Uh, some long-term residents. Uh, now they've allowing business travelers if they're sponsored by a Japanese business. Um, so now that they're already thinking ahead of how to um, loosen the restrictions for foreign tourists um, right before the start of the uh, Olympics and Paralympics when they're supposed to start. It really is a 180 of uh, you know what has already been in place. Well, to be fair, I mean, a lot of what's happening with regards to the Olympics, et cetera, that's driven by dollars and cents. Mm. Okay. That's like, you know, the sports ball league down in the U.S. where, you know, all of a sudden many players in certain teams are getting, you know, <laughs> COVID-19. And they're not following the protocol once they are diagnosed as having gotten COVID-19. So it's it's a question now of okay, do I want that team, which has you know X number of confirmed cases of COVID nineteen, playing my team, which in this case is actually an issue because the Tennessee Titans are scheduled to play the Buffalo Bills this Sunday. The Tennessee Titans have, I think, at last count, a total of twelve. Players and staff. What? Infected. I don't want them anywhere near the Buffalo Bills right now because they're 4-0. The last <laughs> thing I want is my quarterback, Josh Allen, to get sick because some fool in Tennessee can't follow the rules. Yeah, all this COVID talk aside, your team's on a roll now, aren't they? Well, let me put it this way. The last time they did that was 2008. <laughs> How do you think they ended the season that year? Mm-hmm. Take a wild guess. They started 4-0. Beats me. Okay, I'll, I'll tell you. 7-9. and nine. So <laughs> I'm not quite fighting away just yet. Okay. I mean, it's a, it's a fun ride right now, but it can easily turn into a scary ride. So it's like... <laughs> yeah. So, um, yes... Uh... Very interesting uh, news with uh, everything going on in sports. Bubble, no bubble, and whatnot. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, in good old NHL land, uh, I'll bring this up with you quickly, Neff. Uh, The longtime Rangers goalie is now defecting. Well, it's not that he's defecting as much as the team said, see ya, we don't need ya. There's the door, which I'll say this. 
I understand why you do it from a team perspective, okay? But to take your franchise goaltender, yes, he didn't win you a cup, but he was very successful for a number of years. And to basically say to him, we don't want you anymore. And they couldn't, from what I understand, even find a trading partner for him. So that's another problem because of his contract. So they're eating his contract now (laughs) and basically, you know, out the door. I'm pretty shocked, actually, that it it went down this way. Because I I always think that if you as as a player are loyal to a team, that they should on some level be loyal to you maybe not to the point of yeah we'll keep running you out there even though you know you're old you're creaky you can't stop a beach ball Mm. but this i don't know i just (laughs) um i do have some other positive news though from japan uh oh before you get into that i want to throw a hawk i want to throw a hockey thing back at you okay okay now as you know the nhl draft happened this past Tuesday. Mm-hmm. One of our, or one of the people that we know, you know, in showbiz, uh, did a little moonlighting. Alex Trebek announced the pick for the Ottawa Senators. Huh. Now, I'm saying to myself, I'm going, okay, that's cool, but why did you do it for the Ottawa Senators of all the teams in Canada that you could have done it for? My most hated <laughs> isn't Sudbury closer to Toronto than it is to Ottawa? Is which closer? I'm sorry. S- Sudbury, uh, Sudbury. Uh, think Sudbury would be slightly closer. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, then it becomes questionable, doesn't it? Well, I'll say this. I mean, okay. He's at a point in his life. He's at a point in his life where he's like, you know what? I'll do whatever the heck I want. <laughs> And more power to him, but I'm just going, mm-hmm. you know, you could have done Edmonton. Mm-hmm. You could have done Calgary. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would have, you know, had quite, you know, had the heart palpitations I did mm-hmm. when I see you giving it up for the Ottawa Senators. <laughs> okay. Now, someone in the chat room is pointing out, uh, going back to the NFL for a quick second, that apparently the NFL has the right to forfeit a game for a team that breaks COVID protocols. Is that true? If that's true, well, then the Bills will be 5-0 and without having to do a damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, let's see if that happens. Or in sumo, that will be a, a Fusensho, I believe it's called. Mm. When one of the sumo wrestlers withdraws due to injury. Well, in this case, it's like, yeah, this is self-inflicted wounds. <laughs> Um, if you have uh, a few million laying around Neff, um, and you want to advertise the Extreme Anime Radio podcast, um, you remember the the Sega arcade uh, building in Akihabara that recently closed down? Yeah. Um, they're looking for new tenants. <laughs> I'm getting this mental image of renting the space for, say, a month or so and just having a few shows there. <laughs> Uh, monthly rent, according to uh, Sora News, um, over $146,000 a month. Um, 
There is a monthly maintenance fee of a uh, million yen. Uh, you have you would have to provide one year's worth of rent as a deposit. But hey, that means you can hang out uh, promotional materials and banners all over those uh, windows and escalator uh, windows as well. So, okay, I want to see. What company is going to take that space? Because this this will be interesting. Because as we, as you know, what Akihabara is, it is very much a gamer slash geek culture mecca. Mm. So it 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 begs the question: Who has the money, and who's going to spend it? Right. One part of me says this is going to be taken care of pretty fast. Another side of me says. How many people are going to Akihabara right now? Yeah, you see, that's the, that's the other thing. I mean, they can put video cameras on it. They can show it on the internet, etc. But what you want, really, in theory, is live, warm bodies. Exactly. You know, going into whatever this building would be turned into. Now, trying to remember the... Le- you know, I don't... Did we actually go in that building? I can't remember. We uh, might have. We quite, might have. There's yeah. so many buildings we went into when we were there. Yeah, that, that was one of those where it's like, okay, it's that long ago. Yikes. I think I need to go back. <laughs> I mean, now I can afford to go back. Right. That's, that, you know, now that's that's another thing. But, yeah, so it's like, hmm. Right, right. So it's like, what would you put in there? World's biggest maid cafe. There you go. <laughs> Well, we we have to get uh, we'd have to get uh, you know something that uh, would be spacious enough because a lot of places in Akihabara are you know small and can be cramped, right? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, that's one of the things about Akihabara I always found a little bit disconcerting. There are all these little holes in the wall, great little shops, but it's like, okay, I have to contort myself to even get them in the door. You know, it's like, <laughs> and now of course in the time of COVID, it's like no. That, those little shops, no, 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 they're not around anymore. Right. Uh, one one place on my to do list in Akihabara now, when I go back, is um, not too far from the center of the action, but there is a um, a sushi restaurant called Nadeshko, uh, very popular, and the uh, proprietor and head sushi chef is female. Hmm. That should be interesting. So I just for that reason I like to try and check it out because I've never ever been to a sushi place where the sushi chef behind the counter is female. Mm. A male dominated industry I take it. Mm. It would be it would be interesting to see uh you know how um they approach uh this very interesting uh and important aspect of Japanese cuisine. Yes, well, I think they would offer much the same experience, but with a more, shall we say, open-mindedness. Because from what I've seen, and I mean, I've seen only a few, mm-hmm. I find that a lot of sushi chefs tend to be very particular, very, you know, like they do they do things the same way all the time, mm-hmm. which can be good. But sometimes you might want to try a little bit of experimenting. I mean, not not anything crazy, mind you. Right, right. So, uh, a lot of uh, interesting news coming out of Japan and uh, still uh, scratching our heads wondering when uh, 
we might be able to go back, uh, but from the indications right now at least, uh, possibly the spring of next year before uh, before the Olympics uh, are supposed to get into full swing. But then again, mm. this is COVID, and anything can happen, you know, literally tomorrow. Yeah, that, that's one thing. Viruses tend to do what they want to do. You know, we can we can all say, you know, I'm not afraid of the virus, but the virus looks at you and goes, guess what? I ain't afraid of nothing. <laughs> um, very quickly, Neff, uh, before we uh, finish our show tonight, um, in the anime world, I haven't been doing much, although I guess playing another chapter of Valkyria Chronicles does count a little bit. Uh, mainly, I've been... Uh, doing some uh, online streaming on um, Discord uh, as I continue to test that out and test the waters a little bit, um, and also play Flight Simulator. Today I finally had a successful flight. Uh, it was a quickie, though, uh, Tokyo to Nagoya, so all of 45 minutes, but at least I landed the plane in one piece. Well, that's kind of important to land the plane in one piece, because <laughs> when you land it in several pieces, they tend to want the deposit back. <laughs> <laughs> But have you been uh, following anything lately in uh, Anime Land? I've wanted to, and in fact, I'm probably going to in the next day or two, but the schedule just didn't work out. Uh, a new miniseries on Crunchyroll, Burn the Witch. Ah! Yes, this is done by the creator of Bleach. Okay. And it is somewhat set in the universe of Bleach, except it's in reverse London. Mm-hmm. And it's not Quincy's and Hollows, but it's dragons and mages. I see. So I, I'm curious to see how this turned out. Uh, from what I understand, it's a miniseries right now, three episodes. So I'm not sure if it's going to have an ending or if they're going to leave it open because they might want to do more. But yeah, that's something I'm definitely going to check out in the next day or two. And by the time we're back on the air next, next time, if it's next week, I will have a report to say, okay, here's what I think. Cool, cool. Yep, that's the plan to be up uh, back here for the podcast uh, next week, Wednesday. Um, and somebody else, and somebody else in the chat room, just reminded me of the other show I wanted to watch. Completely slipped my mind. Yashahime, ooh, which, which is the successor to Inuyasha. Inuyasha, right? We talked about yes. that. Now, again, the only question I have in my mind is. Rumiko Takahashi is no way part of this right. show. She provided the character designs, etc., but she's not part of the show. So there is a chance that this could go very weird very quickly. Right. The unauthorized black market Inuyasha sequel. I, I'm also curious because apparently the there's a new composer for the music. Okay. So this will also be something that, you know as a fan of background noise and of the composer Kawawada, I'll be curious to see who they chose and how they've tweaked things. Cause I don't think you would choose another composer just to do the exact same thing over again. Right. Right. So, um, we'll, uh, catch you up on everything else. Hopefully when we come back for the next extreme anime radio podcast, um, aside from the beginning, I think this was a good show today. Um, and I want to let everybody know once again that this uh, show is sponsored by Shinigami Liz. The next show is also sponsored by Shinigami Liz. 
and we'd like to thank both her and Flox J for their continued support of the Extreme Anime Radio podcast through Anchor. Uh, there are several ways you can support the podcast um, if you like to do so. One is through a monthly contribution through Anchor. The other is through a one-time contribution through PayPal. Um, so to access those options, you can go to our link tree, linktr.ee forward slash anime radio, and um, you'll have a link there to our Anchor page. Uh, when you go to the Anchor page, uh, you can click on the support button, and they'll give you the prompt to uh, insert a major credit card uh, to be um, doing the monthly contributions. Uh, Anchor handles them through Stripe. And you can cancel at any time either by contacting Anchor Support or by clicking on the link that comes in your confirmation email. Um, And obviously the one-shot donation through PayPal is pretty straightforward. Um, We are um, looking into the possibility, and I have brought this up with Neff a little bit, about maybe, uh, at least for the time being, uh, doing a little extended show on Discord um, for those who support us uh, doing the um, uh, Extreme Anime Radio podcast either through Anchor or through PayPal. And that would involve creating a, a separate channel on the Discord server that we're setting up and then setting the permissions that only our sponsors and whatnot can be there. Um, So we're still in the process of uh, planning that, and hopefully we'll have more information regarding that when we uh, uh, come back on our next show. We are also um, doing some more projects with the uh, artists and cosplayers of Extreme Anime Radio mascot, Sarah Yoshida. We hope to have an exciting year-end project uh, your way uh, this coming December. We figure that uh, 2020 has been pretty rough anyway. Um, Which button would you hit, Neff? Would you hit the reset button to start 2020 all over again? Or would you want to hit the skip button and skip to uh, maybe at least Christmas? Erase. (laughs) 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 Ugh. Well, that's a very strong answer there. Uh-huh. <laughs> but anyway, um, so we've got that in the works. Uh, figure we'll try to cheer everybody up as 2020 comes to a conclusion by um, trying to end things on a much of a positive note as we possibly can. Um, with uh, COVID and all the other issues going on in the world, uh, we thought this would be... Um, a nice special project to um, close out 2020. So we're doing that and a few other Sarah Yoshida art and cosplay projects that are in the works as well. Uh, We've got uh, one that is uh, almost finished, an art commission that's almost ready to go, I believe. We'll hope to show you that soon. Uh, We also, um, this past week, uh, uploaded some more of the previous cosplay uh, photos and art that has come in in the last few months. So if you want to check that out, it's at facebook.com forward slash anime radio mascot. There is also a link on our link tree. 
So with that in mind, Neff, uh, please give us the closing commentary for this Extreme Anime Radio podcast. If you have any questions, concerns, compliments, or complaints about anything you hear on this episode of the Extreme Anime Radio podcast or any of our previous episodes, you can reach out to us at extremeanimeradio at gmail.com or through our social media links, Linktree, that's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash anime radio. You can reach us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So the hope is to come up with the next Extreme Anime Radio podcast next Wednesday at the usual start time of 8 p.m. Eastern. And we hope to have this podcast uh, hopefully ready uh, within the next few days, hopefully no later than this weekend, so you can uh, listen to it at your leisure on Anchor and the various podcasting platforms. Well, uh, again, this has been a wonderful show, aside from the uh, starting hiccup. And again, we thank Shinigami Liz for her support. We also thank uh, Angela, a.k.a. Morbid Heart Designs, for her special Sarah shout-out to uh, Liz uh, that we played earlier. Uh, You can look her up on Morbid Heart Designs on Facebook and on Instagram. Uh, She also has uh, an online store where you can order some of her art and art prints, so be sure to check that out as well by searching, once again, Morbid Heart Designs. We thank you so much for listening to our first show on the new rig. We're probably going to test a few more things out here. But in the meantime... Thanks for listening, folks, and remember, keep on listening for the Extreme Mario Podcast, and we'll see you next time. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening.